Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. All right, just a heads up, if you're listening live in the studio, uh, the audio may be choppy or distorted or something else. I can't do anything about that. There's two reasons. Number one, I'm doing a large download on a different computer that's eating up my entire deal. And two, uh, my neighbors are doing their nonsense again. So I apologize for that on the live. You will not hear that distortion on the uploaded version. So when you get it published in the podcast, at CryptoTalkRadio.net, you will not hear any of the disruption. If you're hearing disruption, I can't tell if you are or not. I do see Discord is kind of going wonky, red to green. <clears throat> that's mostly the download. So, of course, you've noticed, hopefully, that the, the run seemed to end, or at least pause. I shouldn't say end. It paused. We're getting a little bit of stabilization, cryptocurrency. And looking at the numbers, I'm still not worried, and I don't think you should be either. Ethereum's hovering around the 1880 mark. Hitting a high of 1900 didn't go much higher than that in the past 24 hours. But the month chart looks still good. We have a lot more green than red, which I believe means that we're stable. Uh, we're not going down. That's what we kind of wanted. Bitcoin didn't seem to fare as well. Bitcoin is right around the 28,100 mark-ish. Went as low as 27.7. Didn't get much higher than 28.1. So you're talking about 400, 500 bucks worth of shift. So it's holding steady, but it's not like it's not like it was able to recoup. You know, when it went up to like 29-ish, it wasn't able to go on the run. So it's still having a hard time, but it's stable. Stability is better than anything else. So. I wouldn't be concerned. If you're out there worried, I wouldn't be concerned. Today's episode, I'm going to be covering a, quite a few topics that just recently happened uh, in the past couple of days that I wanted to briefly share my thoughts on. So, number one, Doge. I said in the previous update, Doge started running because Elon changed the Twitter logo to be the Doge dog, and then that just caused all kinds of unreasonable pumps, and I said it wasn't going to last. <laughs> and it didn't, because... They took off the dog, often restored the original logo, and it immediately crapped uh, right after that happened. And then David Gokstein, you know, the one I refer to as the idiot, he chimed in and said, geez, you're a fickle bunch of people. You're going to dump off the stuff just because you can't get the logo that you wanted. 
Now, it's not like it completely crapped to the nth, but it did do a major dump, major sell-off, because you got to understand, I said before that anytime Elon does something, especially with his Doge, it's going to cause pumps that aren't going to sustain. That's just what it is. We have to learn to deal with it. It was going to happen. It was going to crap out because he couldn't keep that. You know, the Twitter brand is very important. He couldn't keep that there forever. And he's just kind of playing around, being the billionaire that he is. So if anybody's out there and you're in Doge, you didn't like that major dump, you had to know that was coming. You had to know it was coming because there was no way he was going to leave that damn dog up there on the logo. So in predictions now, because of the dump that I said, Doge could go back up, who time will tell. There could be some people who have a bullish sentiment now versus before, or they buy the dip. No way to know. But then Bitcoin, Bitcoin's strength is increasing, ladies and gentlemen. While it's sideways and it's calm, its strength is increasing. There's a lot of chatter about Bitcoin, especially with gold kind of in the chats as well. And what we're seeing with the treasury and everything else, Bitcoin's gaining back its lost mojo. That's always good. I never like to see any of these cryptocurrencies go down a tank path. And that's what we were seeing for a while. Ethereum also is adding some stability, nowhere near as strong as Bitcoin, but Ethereum is still poised to go back up. And again, we're looking at about 2024 before we see significant movement, but things look good, not crap, terrible like we did before. So the core coins can't steer you wrong. If Bitcoins runs, Ethereum runs, the all of them are gonna run similar. And of course, we're not at the bull yet, but hopefully you have opportunity to take some profits. If you're a David Bowie fan, very recently, news released that said David Bowie's hit Let's Dance is going to be sold via NFTs where you set your own price. This was an unreleased deal. So this is allegedly or believed to be a rare thing because it was never released. And them doing it as a music NFT. There are a couple music NFTs, but none that have the notoriety of what we're seeing here. David Bowie is a legend of his time, absolutely. And so to see this is intriguing, but also the name your price model. The proceeds of the sale are going to benefit Musicares, a charity that provides health and human services to the music community. As we know from like uh, Amy Winehouse and many others, you know, mental health and everything, physical health in some cases, is always a problem in the music industry. So anything that does a good cause for this, I think is great. So if you are one that likes NFTs, this may be something that you take a look at. I'm not telling you to, I'm saying maybe you look at it. Seems like they're doing it for a good cause, not just for greed. So I think that's that's a positive thing, absolutely. Uh, take a look at it if you want to. Uh, I don't see any information about the wins and the whys, dates, or anything else. All I see is the update that came out on Twitter that this is happening. That was just today that they released that. So I, of course, think NFTs are crap, but I think if this is going to a good cause, that's always good to at least review, uh, especially if you're a fan of NFTs. Of course, we know that Ron DeSantis uh, is going to be a presidential candidate. He's believed to be running and pretty much neck to neck against Donald Trump. But Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he recently announced he's going to be running for the presidential campaign. He's going to be running on the Democrat side. But although he's running Democrat side, he is completely against the CDBC push. He believes that it's a, quote, slippery slope to financial slavery and political tyranny. Quote, while cash transactions are anonymous, a CBDC, he, that's, that's what he said, it's wrong, will allow the government to surveil all our private financial affairs. The central bank will have the power to enforce dollar limits on our transactions, restricting where you can send money, where you can spend it, and when money expires. Quote, a CBDC, 
Tied to digital ID and social credit score will allow the government to freeze your assets or limit your spending to approve vendors if you fail to comply with arbitrary dictates, i.e. vaccinate mandates. Quote, the Fed will initially limit its CBDC to interbank transactions, but we should not be blind to the obvious danger that this first step in banning and seizing Bitcoin as the Treasury did with gold 90 years ago today in 1933. Quote, watch as governments, which never let a good crisis go to waste, use COVID-19 and the banking crisis to usher in a new wave of CBDCs as a safe haven from germ-laden paper currencies or as protection against bank runs. Now, if you want to call the guy tinfoil, that's cool. There is some tinfoil in what he's saying. But there's some truth and an actual, you know, precedent what he's saying. Like when we talked about gold and the seizing of gold way back yonder, that happened. So that is a possible thing. The interbank initially, of course, that's that's the thing. That's the thing now. There are actually certain transactions that can only happen to bank to bank that you can't have as a regular uh, citizen. So all of these are real world things. Now the intrusion, surveillance, absolutely, I think that's true. Limiting to approve vendors, I doubt it, because the whole economy is based on freedom of transaction. In fact, they're trying to push laws that force businesses to accept cash because they want that flowing. Every company pays taxes, or they should. And so they want that tax revenue to limit to approve vendors wouldn't make any sense at all. So I, I don't think that's going to be a thing. I do think that there could be tied, you know, conditions. You know, you got to stick this in your arm or we're going to block something or whatever. I do think it's a thing. I think social credit score is a thing. Now, I'm okay with social credit score if it replaces our current private credit system and we have a system with this social credit that allows for more fairness in the dispute process. As in, if I dispute, it gets removed and they have to verify it on the paper side, not just a digital whatever they do currently. I'd be okay with that. I don't know what that looks like. I'm saying that there's some tinfoil in what he's saying, but some stuff has some merit, and I do think it's worth at least looking into, if nothing else, what he's saying, possibly as a deterrent to going all full throttle. Of course, that's the government. I gave an update on Paxful recently, and more information is coming out about those idiots, and I said that I thought they were crap. Well, recently, Paxful co-founders, there's a litigation suit going on, talking about misappropriation of funds, money laundering, U.S. sanctions ducking, and this is all going down in Delaware courts. And the theory is that all of this legality handed around them is the reason why they might have shut down so suddenly. That it's not that, oh, well, people, you know, we can't, we don't have the people. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe the people left because they're getting sued out of their ass. I mean, that, maybe that's what it is because that's what we're seeing here. But apparently the co-founders, the lawsuit between them is what we believe possibly triggered this sudden shutdown. Now they're trying to take control of the company and all the assets. They're making all these allegations and threats about ducking, smoke, money laundering, company fund misappropriation. It's pretty bad. It's it's getting pretty ugly. And that's what greed's going to do to you. You know, If you have a greed-based approach to what you do, that's going to happen. That happened with Facebook, with uh, Zuckerberg and that other idiot he partnered with. So it doesn't surprise me there. The last bit of update I'll mention, this will be a short episode because I'm in a little bit of discomfort, but the last bit update is... Yeah, if you go on YouTube, you probably know who BitBoy Crypto is. I know I'm aware of the person. I do not watch the channel. I find him distasteful. But BitBoy Crypto, Ben Armstrong is his real name. Apparently, he just recently got some at least threats of legal action placed on him coming from the class action lawyers around FTX. So the, the thing here is the being alleged is that apparently, and I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently, this BitBoy Crypto was using 
various forms of communication, including email, phone calls, and social media, to send, quote, daily violent threats to one of the attorneys in the class action lawsuit. Now, if he sent emails that were of a threatening nature to an attorney, the guy would have to be an idiot. I can't say that he did. I'm saying if he did, the guy would have to be an idiot. Social media, the guy would have to be an idiot because you're putting it in writing. Now, if he did calls, it's in some cases illegal to record a phone call, but if he put it in writing, the guy's a moron. I don't know that he did. I'm saying if he did, that's going to be a problem. And so I'm just going to go down to what some of the stuff was here. So they claim that some voicemails were left targeting the council. That's a problem. Well, saying apparently, quote, we're going to have First Amendment protesters around your house 24-7 day and night. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> all right. The lawyers wrote here in the filing that they submitted, quote, plaintiffs respectfully suggest that any court cannot condone or allow such inappropriate bullying, unprofessional, and frankly terrorizing conduct, specifically in a time when social media reaches millions of people in which involve direct threats on officers of the court and their families. So then he gets served, and there's a video out there on YouTube. If you want to go to BitBoy, there's a video on there about this whole situation. And BitBoy's talking about this paperwork, and he's in a garage or something. But... Apparently, BitBoy says he asked the process service of the person that brought him the, the filing to deliver a message that he's going to, quote, bury the lawyers. Then concluded with a threat saying, quote, you're going to pay, buddy. So the person who submitted the paperwork, and that's an innocent person. That's like a clerk, like, or it might be a cop. But the point is that that guy's innocent. They're just doing their job. It, allegedly, BitBoy went off on this filer and made threats to the person who submitted the filing. I don't know that he did. But there is a video out there, you know, about this whole business. So I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, there's a bunch of stuff, and apparently there's some very foul language. So you're not going to hear it on here, but this is this is getting kind of whatever. So then on Twitter, apparently he had called one of the attorneys a, quote, walking piece of human garbage. Now, that's not a threat, but still it just adds to the fire. Now, I'm not in this. Again, I don't watch BitBoy. I find him distasteful. But if he apparently he made millions of dollars off of something, and then he built up this whole business, and you know he's got all sorts of followers. Apparently, people find him entertaining or whatever. So I know sometimes when you do get that fame, there does tend to be that risk that things go to your head, and you start to think that you can walk on water like that dude that shot up people down in Florida. So maybe it's that. Maybe he just snapped and felt like money can make him call, make him do anything. He's untouchable. I don't know. Well, let's see what happens there if he ends up in jail or if he ends up losing followers about this whole situation. So that's big boy. If you want to watch that fiasco again, I don't watch his channel. So that's what it is. And then uh, last thing I'll mention just real quick, <clears throat> just to follow on, because I've been watching the uh, C-plus charge. I did a, a swag on that a couple episodes back. And I've been watching it, and it's kind of hovering around its price point. Has not gone on a run, but also has not completely crapped out. Some people thought it'd be dead by now. It's not dead. It's got about 120-something thousand in volume-ish. So that's half where it was, or 150. And it's going to go on Pancake Swap tomorrow, uh, roughly in the morning, I think. So I'm going to watch when the Pancake Swap launches. Pancake Swap, if you didn't know, I'm pretty sure it has the largest number of users, active users. So I'm intrigued to see if the Pancake Swap makes a dent in the price movement uh, for this business. I did buy a dip, one off dip. So I'm going to see, because if this guy does get up to, you know, even if it got to 10 cents, I mean, geez, that's not a big penny. And so I'm just <laughs> kind of watching it. 
I still don't know if it's legit or a scam. I haven't seen any tangible anything out of it, but for price movement reasons, it is stable. And I continue to watch it. We'll continue to share my observations during this journey. So I'm taking the risk so you don't have to. But if you do want to take a look at it, it's c-charge.io. It has the Binance Smart Chain and Ethereum. Currently, it's only available on BitMart. If you wait till tomorrow, you can purchase on PancakeSwap. So if you are interested, you can check it out and you can buy it now. I'm just saying I chose to go ahead and buy it now and just watch it with a little bit of money. See what happens and I can report what I see of a project that looks like it might be something. Who knows? And then, of course, you know, if the damn thing just goes on a major run and hits a dollar. Oh, boy. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.